0: Hey guys, just before we get into the Q&A, just want to give you a quick little introduction. I interviewed Jill Mitchell, who is the president of Rams Improv Comedy at CSU. She's a senior there, uh, and she's really helping this new club get started. It's only been around for a few years, so it was really cool to get that insight from her. Quick note, this was done in a video call, and I don't know if it was my connection or hers, but there is some connection drop that you guys will hear. Sorry about it, that's just kind of one of the realities of living in this time uh, but yeah i hope you guys stick around it's a really nice interview jill was awesome and let's get into it so my name's ryan earl i'm here with jill mitchell she's the uh, president of the rams improv comedy club uh so jill as i you know we are i'm talking about comedy a lot this summer for my class and i think a good question for you to start off is how'd you get into improv
1: yeah, I've um, I joined an improv troupe in high school.
0: Okay.
1: And uh, the people who actually started Rams Improv Comedy are also from my same high school, and we're part of that same improv team. Um, always been interested in theater, but I've also, like you, loved comedy and always had a joy of making people laugh and just being kind of silly. So, once I found out that we had a place at CSU for a space for me to do that there I joined
0: cool um so how long have you been doing improv
1: um I've been doing it probably since about my junior year in high school so I guess roughly about five years. years or okay. so yeah
0: nice I wasn't
1: part of it my freshman year yeah
0: It it wasn't around right
1: Club? Uh, it was around my freshman year. I think that was like the first year it started and it wasn't exactly organized and I wasn't really aware of it. And so I became more aware of it my sophomore year.
0: Okay, cool. Um, so I know for me personally, um, comedy has been a big part of my life. It's gotten me through some rough times. Um, I've used it to help get other people out of rough times. what, is is there a deeper meaning to comedy to you or, or are you just someone who likes to make people laugh and like to laugh?
1: Yeah, I think definitely we use comedy in ways to cope with a lot of things in our life and especially improv it's, you know, not structured like a lot of more like typical comedy like stand up. Um and so you don't really have to go into like more personal aspects of your life. You get to kind of just enact these ridiculous scenarios which is fun because life in itself is already so ridiculous so it's kind of a way to escape into different funny scenarios um while also getting that validation of making people laugh I think definitely a lot of people like myself seek that out um and so yeah I definitely think everyone who gets into comedy has some deeper emotional meaning that it brings them
0: yeah um I mean, you know, as I said earlier, I like making people laugh to me is like the best feeling. Um, Yeah. I like, like there's nothing to me that tops making someone laugh. Like I, 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 I've done some really stupid things just to make one person laugh and maybe it should have been regretted, but you know, I, I, I just keep doing them. Yeah.
1: I'm the same way.
0: So I don't think we can have a real conversation about improv without, of course, bringing up "Whose Line Is It Anyway?s." I've mm-hmm. trusted it. Who? Who's your favorite person on that?
1: Oh God, I can't. I'm not sure. I can even remember names, but I do remember wow. watching that very late at night with my dad. Oh I yeah, think Wayne, Wayne. 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 Brady, I think. Wayne. Is that, that's
0: Wayne?
1: Wayne Brady. Yeah. I don't,
0: I don't know. He's he's really funny. That? Um.
1: That one with them. That's the one I remember. But I
0: definitely watched that late at night with my dad a lot growing up. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but the host was Drew Carey. Uh, but bef- mm-hmm. like it got rebooted. But like, who cares about the reboot? Um. So Drew Carey was the original host, and he had this square, like LED neon light, uh, square on his desk. And one of the guys' name is Ryan Stiles, and I forget what he was doing, mm-hmm. but he was playing a game and his character's head stuck to things and his head stuck to the desk and it broke the lamp like on TV. It was, <laughs> it was really funny. And that's one of the things, cause i I've done improv years ago. Like I'm talking like middle school. I took a class, class on it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. but the, my favorite thing about improv still and what I liked about it a lot back then was you never really know what's going to happen. I mean, obviously it's not ran out. You don't know what the person across from you is going to say, uh, how do you plan for that like do you try to think of things in your life that you can joke on or do you have to go outside of your wheelhouse
1: yeah it's definitely a very different format from other forms of like more written comedy or stand up comedy and often those unexpected moments like the one you mentioned are the best um because one thing i love about improv is just like you can't do it if you Take yourself so seriously it just it won't work and so you just have to be prepared to like make an utmost fool of yourself (laughs) and those little like mix-ups and like slip-ups on stage especially while performing end up being just you know (laughs) the funniest ones because it's all about like being unprepared. It's all about not knowing what's going to happen and so moments like that are always pretty great I think and I think that's um, why improv might work better for some people because I think I am very intimidated by like more stand-up comedy and I think when that's not well received by an audience it can feel like an attack on that person's story or their character whereas when you're doing improv like if you don't have a good scene there's a lot of different reasons why that could be and it's a whole entirely different skill set if that makes sense definitely And, and yeah it's definitely good for people who um go through life often feeling like they constantly not not knowing what's next and uh get to play with that space in a fun way
0: yeah um you mentioned stand-up have you ever tried stand-up or i haven't <laughs> okay no. would you want to a couple
1: people uh, a couple people on the team do some stand-up in fort collins i love watching stand-up i love just watching comedy and all um i've often often like thought in my head what my like whole bits would be every once in a while but i think that format intimidates me a little bit too much so yeah probably not at least for now
0: fair enough um so you mentioned comedians and listening to all who's who's your favorite
1: oh wow um that's a tough one
0: (laughs) yeah I I I know
1: (laughs) I don't know. I mostly just kind of watch a lot that comes out on Netflix. Um, like, I just watched Michael Che's stand-up,
0: Okay. and
1: he's on SNL as well, and he had a great one. Of course, like, the classic is John Mulaney. I feel like everyone loves yeah. a lot of John Mulaney's work.
0: <laughs> I, I feel like in high school, for me at least, I feel like we're around the same age. For high school, the big comedian was Kevin Hart and then now it's John Mulaney, you know, it's kind of, yeah. there's a shift, and like, like, I mean, they're still both relevant, but in terms of stand-up comedy, they those, that, like, it was Kevin Hart, and then John Mulaney were the names that everyone knew, personally, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, kind of, you know, going back to, like, comedy being more than just making people laugh, Um, and obviously, you can, you don't have to answer this, but is there a, sto- like, a story you have of, comedy kind of being the light in the darkness or anything like that and again you don't have to answer if you don't want to
1: no yeah I think um just like ever since I was a kid like I've always been like the kind of funny person um especially in friend groups and I think I think comedy can often come a lot from like a place of hurt and I think that's where often comedy can get misdirected a lot of the time and a lot of people have trouble forming comedy into something productive and healing a lot of the time. So I think comedy is like a good way of escape. And so I think any kid like myself and me have had like some trouble at home or anything like that. Like just being able to hang out with friends and make people laugh was like the perfect kind of escape away from that.
0: Yeah, I uh, for this class, you know, I've done some research and there are a lot of comedians that credit comedy with saving their lives. Uh, Dave mm-hmm. Chappelle is the most notable name, but there was this other uh uh comedian who I read about. And I can't remember her name, but in that article I read, she said that like 24 hours before her stand-up, she was like, "I'm gonna kill myself," you know. And wow. she, yeah, and so like it's def it helped them. I mean, I, she, they're both doing great as far as I know, and it, you know, again, it is such kind of a thing that every person has you know not now not everyone has the same sense of humor but everyone to an extent has a sense of humor um it's just kind of part of humanity I would say um do you, do, you, do you think that's a fair statement
1: I do I think a lot of comedy comes from pain and it's just a way that a very weird way of humans that we show our pain is making fun of it and I think that's what draws a lot of people to a lot of, especially I think about like self depreciating humor. Oh, um, yeah,
0: that's my go-to. Which
1: I I use that a lot, and a lot of people are drawn to that because they can kind of recognize it in themselves. And I think as humans, we're bad with genuine emotion and genuine connections with people. So humor, <laughs> yeah, humor is a way that we're just kind of like, well, that happened in my life, but. <laughs> Anyway, it's
0: not, yeah. not a big deal. Uh see, for me, um, you know, I'm kind of a I don't know if I can say this, but I'm kind of an asshole, you know? Like I could admit it. You know, like I say some things that people are like, "You're a jerk, man." But I don't okay. like making people mad, you know? Like I don't yeah. want to hurt anyone's feelings. So I say those things about me most of the time, especially if I don't know them super well. Um and I don't know if it's like my own self-confidence things or what, but I usually joke about what I am most self-confident about. Uh, Mm -hmm. and I don't really know where a question can stem from that it was kind of just for me how I you know use self-deprecation and I I don't know I mean it makes people laugh it makes me feel good about my insecurities um you know
1: yeah
0: um so you know we talked about self-deprecation uh there's a lot of different types of comedy and jokes you know and vulgar to you know clean and different sensives of humor what what's your go-to in improv and i know that's you know it might differ all the time but is there one that you lean on more than the others
1: um it's interesting definitely in improv format because you'll get a bunch of different comedy styles together um and so it's really interesting in to see people kind of balance those in unique ways i think as for me i'm I play kind of more of like, uh, I forget the like comedy term, uh, but it's just kind of like the, it's like the gym in the office where it's like the normal guy and all the craziness and it's funny because he's the one noticing like the craziness around him, but I definitely use a lot of self-depreciating humor, Um, that's definitely for sure. being like a CSU community club, you know, you do have to kind of edit a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch what you say. Do. You got to watch what you say, especially if it's like C- on CSU events. But, mm-hmm. you know, we're college students, so there is a lot of that college humor. And uh, definitely there's a lot of people in the troop who just have that kind of very eccentric, insane fun ideas just that you're just like where did you get that I don't get (laughs) and so it's very funny to balance those with people like me who are just who are able to kind of point that out and be like what is happening
0: here right
1: and yeah sorry that was a bit of a long-winded answer (laughs)
0: oh I love it um so what do you think results in people having these different senses of humor and different comedic styles. I mean, obviously there's a lot that goes into it, but from, from the kind of you being on the inside, looking out, what would you say?
1: I mean, your best scenario that that you have is you're going to find a great way to blend those different comedy styles together. And I think improv is a great way to do that. Um, of improv I think is you really have to be part of that give and take if you're kind of if your goal is to make it a scene all about you you're not going to do well because it (laughs) it is very much a team activity and so when you have very different um comedy styles you just have to allow both of those people to express that and not try to dominate with yours or anything like that and so whenever we are looking for new members of the team it's not only how good is this person with improv but how well do they interact with other members of the team and do they respect their you know ideas for scenes as much as you know they're trying to put themselves out there
0: right so do you guys do like uh, like tryouts for the club it's not like a anyone can join type thing
1: yeah so we have both kind of so we have our main team that we have auditions for at the beginning of the year and we keep that team probably tight around 15 people and we'll do um, we'll try to do shows throughout the year at different places in the Fort Collins community but we also have a larger uh, improv club that we offer to the um, CSU community that anyone can come and we are kind of working on that a little bit this year it's definitely taken a lot of structure and organization and so yeah. We're figuring out how that's going to look next year, especially with, you know, pandemic and everything. But we do also have a club that, like, no matter what your background is, if you haven't done improv at all, you can just kind of come and have some fun.
0: Cool. What, what's the size or average people showing up before all of it, would you say?
1: Um, it depends. Typically, after auditions, we'll have a lot of people wanting to join the uh, club and want to participate on that it kind of dies out through the year and that's also because of our own kind of organizational issues in the past and so I do hope to see it be maybe a larger thing in the future because I think there's a lot of people that just love to be ridiculous for an hour and a half (laughs) and so yeah yeah, not too many people are part of it but I think not too many people know that, like, there's an improv club at CSU, too,
0: so. Right. Um, Cool. Well, I think I got one more kind of wrap-up question, Um, hopefully. I don't know how well of a wrap-up it'll be. Um, Okay. So, comedy's been changing. There's a lot of platforms, you know, like, stand-up, improv, movies, you know, YouTube's on the rise, TikTok, if that's what you're into. How what do you see the future of comedy being um, and how can the more traditional forms such as improv and stand up and maybe even movies at this day and age, what can they do to stay relevant? Because I know for me, if it wasn't for, you know, a couple classes offered in my school or whose Lines it anyway, I, I don't even think I know what improv is. So,
1: right.
0: I, I mean, it's a lot of challenges and the, you know, there's, it's, probably going to be hard to say but what how do you see the future of comedy and are the more traditional ones a part of that
1: yeah Ooh. <laughs> yeah
0: I know that sorry that was from left field so
1: no you're good yeah I don't know if I'm fully equipped to answer that but I think definitely we are seeing you know technology is going to have a role and it's going to have an increasing role as we're seeing things like YouTube and TikTok kind of take off and just when I think about myself like all the stand-ups that I've seen have been on Netflix or Hulu like mm-hmm. I don't remember the last time I went out to like a local stand-up show or things like that. And so it is kind of sad cuz I think, you know, I think more but it's also exciting in a lot of ways because it makes technology makes it more available and you know, I think comedy is something that should always be evolving um, because obviously people change and there needs to be comedy st- structures that suit that. But I think, or at least I hope, some part of me hopes that more traditional forms will always stick around. Um, I think people love, like, in some way to see people in real life sometimes, maybe even more so after being stuck inside. <laughs> right. all this time but i think yeah i think it's still a good way to engage with the people around you in your community and i think some people will always seek that out
0: i would a hundred percent agree i think comedy is something that we can't afford to lose you know
1: yeah
0: um so jill i know i said that was last question last question is there anything you'd like to give a shout out to to my listener um any any clubs, maybe an improv club, anything like that that you just want to shout out and give recognition to?
1: Yeah, sure. Check out Rams Improv Comedy. <laughs> um, don't know how it's gonna look with you know, COVID nineteen and everything next year, but we will find a way, and yeah, we will be there.
0: <laughs> awesome, Jill. Well, hey, thanks for coming and talking with me. Um, Yeah. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much for interviewing me. Let me know if I can help you with any other contacts of people on my team.
0: Awesome. Thank you.